Welcome to the Assemblée Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Want to grab a free copy of my Dance Studio Growth Marketing eBook? Sign up for a free copy today of the ebook 97 Simple Strategies to Grow Your Dance Studio by going to assemblédancestudiocoaching.com forward slash marketing ebook. Now sit back, relax and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. Hey guys, it's Clara Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Assemblée Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. In today's episode, I am diving deep into the benefits, the positives, the negatives, all about having a fixed studio location versus a mobile studio business. So this could be really relevant to you if you are considering starting your studio or potentially you've already started and you're concerned, you know, whether you have to move locations or you haven't found a space that's perfect for you yet. In today's episode, I'm going to be diving into the positives and negatives of both and maybe give you a couple of ideas on how you can grow your studio with these different models. So without further ado, let's jump into today today's episode. So first up, let's talk about a fixed studio. I like to call it my headquarters location or, you know, a brick and mortar, whatever you sort of label it. It's basically where you have the full use of the building um, via a lease. So there is obviously a lot of positives, um, but I do think people tend to think this is the only option for them. And In today's episode, I'm going to sort of touch on why I don't think that's the case and why I also think that there's a heap of other options out there for dance studio owners and for new potential new studio owners who are considering starting and what I believe is the best sort of cost effective model. So a fixed studio, obviously there's a heap of positives, let alone like, you know, being able to decorate and leave all your stuff there. Obviously that's huge. You know, other things like no time clashes or timetable clashes, you have more availability for growth. So, you know, if a class was to fill up, you can add another, you don't have to check in, you don't have to find space. As long as you have the teacher, you can do that. You can hire out your fixed location, I guess, depending on your lease, but that's a really great way to kind of recoup some of the cost of your rent or your lease. You, like I said before, you have your own storage. So you might, you know, hire costumes and have them all bundled up. You might be able to have your own shop where you make revenue. You have space for your admin team or yourself to do work where you're not at home. Uh, you might have workshops or other people, like I said, come in and hire from you throughout the week. Workshops are also great. So you can really add in as many as you want throughout the year via the, on the weekends or during school holidays. That is also really, really awesome. So like I said, I feel like this is often when I talk to my clients and you know my friends in the industry, if they have started out hiring locations, for most people, it seems to be what their sort of goal is to find their own studio location uh, and to move into that space. And you know, for me, that was a huge goal and I I can totally understand why, but now being in that space as well, I just want to say it's not all positive. There is a lot of negatives that come with having that physical fixed location and I'll touch on those now. So some negatives to consider, extremely high overhead. So uh, I guess it depends, of course, on your location and where you are in the world, but you know, 
long-term leases in Australia and particularly my region are not cheap. Like rent is generally expensive. Of course, you know, per hour when you break it down, yes, it's a lot less, but you are not using the studio 24 hours a day. So, you know, when I look at at cost per hour and I break it down from, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon until maximum, you know, 8.39 p.m., the cost per hour is actually a lot higher. And of course we have classes in the morning and I can, you know, take that into account, but I'd encourage you to sort of do that math when you're looking. Although if you were obviously to take, you know, your say $4,000 a month, and I think that's quite affordable, I guess it depends on your location, uh, rent, and then you divide that by, you know, four weeks and then seven days and then per hour, it's going to become, look quite low. But again, you're not using the space or able to use the space that whole time. So it's really something to consider. Another negative is maintenance. So depending on the agreement you have with your landlord, things break. Uh, you know, general wear and tear or, you know, we've had a few plumbing issues, like an older building. Um, so that has been, a, a, you know, something that I didn't necessarily take into account at the start. Um, I am lucky in that my landlords are very helpful with maintenance, but I know a lot of people have a lot of trouble. So that's something to keep in mind and something if you're going to sign a lease, make sure you know sort of what your responsibilities are versus what their responsibilities are. Another negative is like having a long lease. Although the security of having a long lease is sometimes feels nice, it really removes the opportunity for you to have any wiggle room. So, you know, if you decide that you, you know, you outgrew it, amazing. It's hard to get out of leases often. Um, or if, you know, you decided that you wanted to convert a model or you just literally had a change of heart, potentially, it's really hard to get out of leases and they can be quite expensive. Another negative is also the cost of setting up a space. So, you know, unless you're already taking over a studio space or a dance studio where you've already got a lot of the fit out completed, which is great, it's very expensive to kind of, you know, fit out all the floors and the mirrors and the bars and everything that comes along with it. So really something to consider when you are weighing up which option to take. And I've just written another negative is just generally expensive, you know, on top of your lease. And again, it depends, I guess, on your area, you have, you know, rates, you have building insurance, you have water, you have power and all of these things add up. It's all just not one expense. I just want to quickly interrupt today's episode to let you know that this episode is brought to you by my show season ebook. It's the ultimate concert guide to bring your show to the stage. So are you sick and tired of feeling stressed, overworked and overwhelmed in the lead up to your show? Do you feel like you spend countless hours answering questions that you swear you've answered before? Are you ready to reduce stress, create more organization and streamline your entire concert or recital process? And if you answered yes to any of those questions, then this ebook guide is for you. It includes practical strategies, templates, ideas, revenue growth suggestions, and so much more. You can purchase your copy today by heading to the website, assembladancestudiocoaching.com forward slash show season. So I guess moving on to the other option that we have as studio owners is a mobile studio. So that would be, I guess, when I speaking of mobile studio, I just mean that you're sort of hiring per hour. You might be moving around. You might be at multiple locations and some like location suggestions. If you've never thought of it, or maybe you're thinking about it, but not sure where to start could be, you know, other studio based businesses like yoga or Pilates studios. 
uh, you know, it could be at a local library, it could be in a childcare center, a school, a community hall, a co-working space, a theater. So there's lots of different options. And I really encourage you to kind of think outside the box in terms of where you can hire. I think a lot of people just assume they can only hire uh, at a community hall, which is a great option, but it's not your only option. So really something to think about. A huge positive for this model is the low rent sort of on average. So while it might seem more expensive per hour, like depending where you are, I've heard of rent anywhere from $10 to, you know, $100 per hour or or more, which again, per hour seems quite high. But when you're comparing prices between then the expenses of having a fixed location and all of the added, sorry, all of the additional charges, that $100 or $50 an hour might seem quite affordable. So really something to consider. Another positive is the flexibility, particularly when you're starting. So, you know, if you set out and you have a timetable that you think is going to be great, but unfortunately, you know, a couple of classes don't have the enrollment that you're looking for, it's really quite simple for you to reduce the amount of time you need to use the space and therefore, again, make your business the most profitable model uh, like that's uh, that you can do at the time, where if you have a lease space that you use and you're still not hitting those targets it's you know obviously there's things that you can do to increase the students coming and that's really great but it's a bit of more pressure I guess on trying to do it quickly versus being able to grow slowly and more organically in a per hour higher type situation so that's a couple of positives uh, you know, being at multiple locations is also the positives of just, you know, being seen in the community at more spaces. When you have your fixed location, obviously you're just in one spot. But if you're moving around, you might be talking to more community members, being more visible just generally around the community. A negative, again, a potentially higher hourly rate. So yes, that's the that's true and often that is the case, but I do believe that it's definitely more affordable in terms of in comparison to a uh, fixed location. There is, you know, a negative of lack of flexibility. So you're limited to when it's available and you might have clashes with other events. You know, we also hire, we do both at my studio. Um, We have primary schools as well. And often we are the last thought. So, you know, if they have an event coming up, we'll maybe on the day be told, oh, you can't use this space anymore. And it's very frustrating. Um, But often if there's an alternative, it's still worth that inconvenience if it's happening irregularly. If it's happening all the time, well, obviously not. That's just not cool. Uh, But I think it's worth it for us still. Uh, Another negative is a lack of control. So, you know, being able to leave your items there or not take them away or, you know, sometimes we've been had our... Um, items moved or stolen or misplaced and it is can be very frustrating so that lack of control I understand is really really frustrating but I really encourage you to kind of compare both uh, and really see what's going to be the best model for you business wise and that at the end of the day comes down to profit and revenue not just you know being able to create a beautiful space for your students which is a really obviously important aspect but it's not the only thing that needs to be taken into consideration. Um, again, overall, I think it depends on the model of business you are trying to build. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about starting, really kind of think about, again, where your business is going, uh, the the feeling that you're trying to create and whether you can replicate and em, um, emulate that in mobile locations. And if you say no immediately, I really encourage you to kind of think outside the box of the way you could do that. Uh, and again, if 
having a fixed studio location is a huge goal of yours. Well, then absolutely. I'm not, I have one and I think it's great, but I just really don't think that people look at that mobile business model enough. And I think it has a lot of merit. Uh, But again, I really would encourage you, if you were starting out, I would really recommend hiring per hour for sure before taking that next step to signing a lease. I think it allows you the time to grow without too much pressure. uh, And it also is a really great way to kind of see the need in the community again without too too much restrictions and too much I guess input uh, before you really know that what you're offering is needed in your area. Adding mobile locations is also a really great growth model if you have the team and bandwidth to cope with it. So if you are kind of tapped out in your fixed location currently and you're wondering ways you can grow and it's just not happening adding a couple of mobile locations is a great option as like a feeder style program into your main program or potentially again just having more community outreach and uh, fulfilling the needs of other clients that might be more to do with um, convenience and ease rather than uh, that sort of dance studio uh, you know location or like the classroom model that we're so used to. So that's my two cents on that today. I hope you found that helpful. If you have any feedback, please feel free to message me on Instagram. I would love to hear what you thought of today's episode. Um, please be in touch and lets me know that people are listening and that I'm just not sitting up in my studio talking to myself, which would be a bummer. So thank you so much, guys. Um, I love connecting with you and I look forward to chatting again. And next week, we are going to be doing a couple of episodes all about concert and recital planning and how to get the best out of your concert season. So if that is something that you're interested in, be sure to check out next week's episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.